Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today's guest on the podcast is Lee Fitzpatrick, who specializes in protection and general insurance. Now, one thing I've noticed with Lee is he's a big interactor on social media. So instead of just uploading content and then running away, he tends to stay around and interact with his audience. And after seeing this kind of stuff on on Instagram, this is exactly why I wanted to get him uh, on the podcast today. Now, we've connected through Instagram and we tend to talk. We only really talk through Instagram stories, to be fair. So it's nice to see him face to face and have a a good chat about what he does on a day to day basis and some really good practices that he has um, to win protection and and general insurance business. So without further ado, Lee, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, Chris. Thanks very much for having me on. Much appreciated. We were saying at the beginning, it's weird to be speaking to each other instead of just <laughs> chatting through emojis through Instagram stories. It is, it is it's definitely different. But I think, you know, especially on Instagram Live, we were, we were talking about this slightly beforehand as well. You know, it's, I think it's grown so much, especially for me recently in the past, in the past year, mm-hmm. where you can just, you know, simply send somebody a, a message and, you know, it, it all kicks off from there. So um it's been a fantastic platform to kind of just yeah. uh, get involved with people and, and and you know different uh different people different industries um, yeah. and that's you know that's i suppose from from my perspective as well where the uh where the clients are coming from too yeah and that's what we'll get into as well and, yeah. and what is awesome the one thing that's going to make this podcast sound even better is that accent i think anybody listening to that accent <laughs> is going to be like yeah that is that is smooth as silk that's on it's not it's not that's the hard probably on the other end <laughs> so yeah, anyway, as long as you can understand it that's the main thing yeah we all can yeah yeah I'm sure everybody can mate right so first thing i'd like to get a bit of a background of what you did i'd like to listen to what led you to get into the protection industry what did you do before yeah, certainly. So, so beforehand, I actually had my my own uh, marketing agency, um, yeah. my only limited company with with a friend actually, um, and we started out. It was mainly kind of the the door to door sales and marketing aspect of things for yeah. um, different energy companies, and uh, we would send people out obviously to, to interact with potential clients on on, on the door to door basis and convert leads that way. So. I've, I've came from a real sales orient or you know oriented background especially yeah. before that I was actually door-to-door sales as well and you know most people think Chris will have different different views on that but I think it's it was an absolutely fantastic job yeah. you really you know you, you got to socially interact uh, with everybody you built up your skill set there from from a sales perspective and you were, you were doing good for people as well you were saving the money Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you if, if you went into that job with I'm going to help people, that's that's what it's all about at the end of the day, and and you will be rewarded for that too. So, you know, I think I, I just come into the industry from I suppose from a more sales approach that way, but also knowing that I could help people even more. Um, and and protection was was an absolutely fantastic way to get in there. Now I do have a family in, that that also are in mortgages and protection as well. And uh, you know they were kind of hinting, listen, you should, mm-hmm. you should really jump jump on board. So, yeah, I've been in that way. I've been doing protection now two and a half years, slowly 
and surely I'll be doing mortgages now next month. Um, but but the main reason for protection, and I suppose what I found is there, there's a there's a lack, a complete lack of awareness out there for it. Um, I don't think, um, I, I know advisors obviously speak about it every day, but I suppose from uh, you know go, clients going online and maybe just reading things about life insurance and critical illness cover and income protection, they don't really understand. There's not there's not a full awareness there. So, you know, you will find a lot of people might just go online and they'll take out their life insurance there. And to me, per, just my own personal opinion, I don't think that's good because it's not, you don't have somebody there at the other end seeing what you have, what your needs are and, and how they can be addressed in every area and, and to spread the risk that way as well. So, yeah, I started really getting into protection, really interested in that and helping people as well. I've recently only had my first, unfortunately, my first um, life insurance claim. Oh. Um, and very sad event, uh, very unfortunate for, for a woman. I only done life insurance probably about six months ago. Um, and it, that's when it hit home, I think, for protection, mm. where you've done a good job. Thankfully, the insurer then turned around and within... Uh, I suppose a matter of a couple of months once we got GP reports back and so forth they accepted the claim and, and the claim was paid out so that there hit home you know after doing it maybe for for two and a half years but now it's kind of made me you know strive even further in terms of really wanting to to protect clients and their families to make sure they have the best possible cover in place. Make sure and that it's it sounds like from what you did before, it was all about making sure, yep, people could save money, but making sure that they're in the best possible position. And it, it doesn't matter what product yes. you're doing to make sure that happens. But in protection, as you said, it can have a life-changing effect. And obviously, exactly. if life insurance is, insurance is used, yes, there is something quite drastic that's happened in life, but it can relieve some of that stress, which, which people listening to this, if you're a mortgage broker protection specialist, you'll know these things, but it's just interesting to, to chat through them with you. But when you got into protection, and I think a lot of people think, especially if you're thinking of getting into this industry, you don't have to necessarily be a mortgage broker to be able to talk to people about protection, do you? How did you find that out? And, and what avenue did you use to get into that? Yeah, no, that, that's true as well. You know, you don't, you don't have to be, um, you know, you don't, you don't obviously have to have been in the industry beforehand. I know, obviously, from a mortgage perspective, I had to go through the uh, the CMAP qualification. Everybody that wants to do mortgages will have to go through that anyway, of course. But from a protection end, there's no, I suppose, essential qualifications at the, at the beginning. But there is then the firm's training and what you have to do. And, you know, there's months and months of training yeah. that are involved with that. But, yeah, no, in, in terms of how I get in, like I said, it was, it was mainly actually I, I family in, in the industry as well. And they kind of explained to me the process but it, it, you know I suppose this is just me being brutally honest of course it's not easy there's a lot of learning involved um, you yep. do have to know obviously what you're talking about you have to know your stuff before going back and recommending anything to a client but yep. um, you know there's a lot of uh, recommendations there or sorry when you go to do your recommendations there's a lot of things obviously that you have to know different insurers and what they offer and what their you know what their criteria and eligibility uh, is as well so yes there's a there is there's a lot to know but it's from the protection end I'll, some firms do it differently where they bring in the mortgage advisor first and then they do protection 
and mm-hmm. um, we kind of do it a wee bit different I think in Northern Ireland anyway um, I, I can't talk about every firm as a whole but I know this is the way we've done it mm-hmm. you know we, we come on as protection and now we're going into mortgages and I think you know in terms of, of, of using systems and so forth as well that was easier for me personally mm-hmm. um, and also when you kind of have the protection end um, down to a T in a way you kind of get used to um, when, you, when you're going to recommend that for a mortgage for example you know what you're talking about so you get used to the systems and, and everything else as well so yeah I think I think from from my perspective it's been better that way coming in from from the protection end definitely first you know and, and people that I speak to that have been mortgage brokers protection from me looking in it's quite a tough conversation to have because one you're talking about something that's very sensitive that is something you'd never want to think about at all. But but two, you're almost on the back foot because this insurance has got a stigma attached to it that you're going to try and push something. And the PPI scandal is the perfect example that people think that they're being pushed insurance. Whereas I'm seeing a slight shift now where, especially since COVID, people are talking about the insurance and are talking about the protection, what would happen. Now, I think selling the protection and insurance is tougher than arranging the mortgage. And, and not because one's easier than the other. I just think people are more interested in mortgages because it allows them to buy their dream home or it allows them to have that extension. Whereas yeah, the insurance is a bit of an afterthought, but I am seeing a shift where protection is becoming a bit more important to people. Are you seeing that as well? Certainly, yeah. And I think Chris as well, especially during, especially should I say after covid Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the spike I would I would say personally in um, you know general interest in what what does this product do what is income protection if I was you know if I was off work sick what do I get how does it work um, does the insurer pay out which of course we all know they do yeah. but it's still a big myth I suppose in in the, in the industry so yes I know for me um, you know coming away from the sales aspect of things and actually just taking a step back. Um, and seeing how this industry really was, you know, it's not sales orientated. It has to be mm-hmm. about the client, what yeah. you do for the client. And you have to recommend based on, on their circumstances. So you have to do the right thing for them, of course. But yeah, you know, especially after COVID, I've definitely seen a big increase in, in, in income protection. In fact, I actually took a, a, a fact down for you, a few stats as well. Mm-hmm. You know, research from LV there back in March, for example, March 21, mm-hmm. they found that 8.3 million uh, 25 to 44 year olds without income protection were now actually interested in taking out income wow. protection. So it's a massive, massive number. Um, and I believe anyway, I think obviously a few other uh, articles will, will say the same. It, it's due to the, the COVID, the, you know, the, that, that thing the that's sitting there, exactly the fear, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really hit home for, for a lot of people. Now, don't get me wrong, we, we won't quote unquote win over everybody. And I want to say that, I mean, we can't speak to everybody in terms of uh, offering the best cover because some people just don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you said as well there. It, really the only time they'll come to you for insurance is if they're taking out a mortgage and even then they won't ask about it it'll be the advisor that more than likely brings that up during the mm-hmm. during the conversation so yeah you know i think a lot of a lot of good things are happening with the industry i think there's going to be a big 
just again my personal thought there will be a big shift in how people think about protection um yeah. and uh they already know that you know covid job losses everything that's been going on is something that they even if they just take 30 minutes and speak to an advisor that they'll be able to get something in place you know to yeah. protect them them and their I families you know i think since covid a lot more people are taking charge of their lives because you've got a yeah. lot more people that are maybe leaving um full-time employment to go and do their own thing or they're changing the way that they live to have a better quality of life because they've realized that covid actually had a very negative effect that and the finances that's one big thing i've seen people are taking control of their finances a lot more talk around pensions and naturally they then think right what can i do to help my financial situation if something bad was was to happen and it's just great to see people like yourself and mortgage brokers and accountants and financial advisors then now people are now seeing how valuable their advice actually is. Whereas before it was, it was very much the compare the market lifestyle. We get on, yes. we compare it on a computer, it's done. I could never personally, other people could, I could never buy a life insurance policy or something like that off a comparison website because I'd want to know the small print. I'd want somebody to say to me, I've listened to what you need and I would recommend these are your best options you choose. Exactly, and there's actually a, there's a fantastic video. I can't remember the name of of the advisor, but I seen it on Instagram uh, a few day a few days ago. And she she gives a perfect example. If there's something wrong with you, uh, health wise, um, most people will use the the Google doctor, as we call it. You know, yeah. they'll they'll go on to Google to say what's wrong, and sure, by the end of it, you might have five or six different conditions yeah. you've pulled out of your head. You know, so she used a perfect example as opposed to you, you could go online you could do it or you could go to a doctor and the doctor there is the, wow. the specialist do you know what i mean he's the specialist in that area he'll give you the best advice and the best outcome based on based on your symptoms and i think that was fantastic because protection is exactly the same yeah you can go online you can look at your life cover you might take whatever it might be out it mightn't be put in trust which is which is a big one um you don't get the same level or you don't get any uh, yeah. level of service it's it's simply just going on choosing what you want 100 grand life cover for 20 or 30 years and that's it you know and you're not getting that that specialized recommendation service from from the advisor so that's I a great analogy yet yeah. i never thought of that yeah it's, it's the same isn't it if you, you could easily go and i don't mean to make this comparison because it's not but you could go to uh, curries and go and buy a TV. You could buy a TV off the internet, or you go to Curry's and go and speak to somebody about the most suitable TV for you. Yes, people do that. So why don't exactly. you do life insurance? Anyway, we, I'm sure we can go down a bit of a wormhole down there. But yeah. what I'd like to do is have a chat to you about social media because obviously it's where we got chatting. I know it's a big platform for you. What would be your top tips on how to win business as a protection advisor on social media? Yeah, um, I think for insurance, it's definitely more difficult. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, you would know yourself as well. And I think, you know, I was actually thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, Chris, as well. I could I could take a photo of, if, I, if I'm a restaurant, I could take a photo of a burger or some nice food, yeah. post it up on Instagram, it'll get 300 or 400 likes. Whereas I'm talking about something so serious that could potentially protect your family in the future and 
it might get 20 or 30 likes or whatever it might be. Now, of course, we don't want to go down the, oh, they get more likes than, than the other route. That's not what I'm trying to say. I think I'm, I'm just trying to spring up from a general engagement perspective of, <laughs> of interest, because that's what engagement is. It's showing the interest on that specific post. So I think from insurance end, the only real way that I went around it, and um, I suppose if you look at my, my feed at the very beginning was, it was all insurance, insurance, insurance. It was maybe slight mortgage content on there. What I, you know, really, I suppose, what service I'm offering and nothing really about me or what I've done. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the other day I posted up uh, my certificate of, um, you know, my mortgage qualification. That's me qualified, um, you know, et cetera. And that, that got the highest engagement I've ever received out of all of the right. posts. So I think it's just, from what worked with me or what is working with me now most recently as well is the personal end of things now i kind of use my instagram stories for that um as opposed to the posts and then i suppose what i was trying to do there was show my personal side on the stories and if they wanted to know more they go onto the feed Mm -hmm. and 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 to see the posts there but i think i've just decided to do both now and it, it, it has been working really well my follower base has actually increased not massively but it is it's getting going the right way yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's going up pretty quickly so uh, I suppose to answer your question from a personal perspective that's what's been working for me is showing the personal side yeah um, and that that has been really working for me recently now in saying that as well with um Building relationships is another uh, big thing that, that's been working. You know, even just engaging in stories or sending somebody a DM completely unrelated to. In, in fact, I never meant message anybody about insurance or mortgages. I simply maybe message them a, a reply to their story. That kind of just kicks off the the relationship with that potential client. So that's been working for me really well and uh, Instagram's probably the the big one for me okay. okay so there's, there's quite a few things in there that I think we take a lot of this terminology for granted because we use Instagram all day every day so yeah. the first thing that we talked about the difference between the Instagram stories and your Instagram posts so Instagram stories is at the top of the Instagram page you'll see your profile photo with like a, a colored ring around it now these are posts that you upload and they only last for 24 hours so a lot of people use the instagram stories which is exactly what lee had spoke about is behind the scenes content it's maybe walking the dog making a cup of tea photo of you at the desk it's just very ad hoc content the instagram grid is more thought out content we're talking about um, we're uploading a post about what we did at the weekend or about a product that we're offering so that's just i just wanted to give a bit of a, a breakdown between between those two as two things i wanted to ask you the first one is when you upload a social media post on instagram so you upload it onto your grid when people comment you're a big advocate of replying to those people aren't you and that's what really yes that's what always caught my eye why do you do that and what benefits is there from yeah. the comments Certainly, Chris, I, I think that is is the most important aspect of, of building relationship. If, if, if a, a potential client is putting themselves out of their way to actually engage in your content, and I see this a lot on, on Instagram as well, it's like the, the best analogy for me, the way, the way I come up with it is, if you walk into a shop and the shop owner looks at you and he doesn't say hello, then what, 
you know, what kind of impression does that give in mm-hmm. terms of customer service? It's the exact same when I see potential clients leaving comments on business pages and they don't even they don't even bother liking the posts, never never mind respond to it. Yeah. And that really it really annoys me because these people have went, they've took a bit of time out, maybe if a bit busy day, they've went online, they've seen your and that might have been the only post that they've commented on for weeks. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's really appealed to them and you haven't bothered replying to them. And it, it I don't get it. So yeah, it is. I, I think it's rude, Daniel. So yes, what I've been doing is I reply to everything. And I think people, especially from the mortgage and insurance world, they're maybe too afraid to be themselves in a way. I think yep. they want to they're trying to separate the professionalism from just being themselves. But I think the days of walking in and seeing this guy in a suit uh, for your mortgage protection, I think are gone. And that's just yeah. my opinion. You know, people are, I suppose, too, you know, they're maybe a bit afraid if that's the case. They're like, oh, here's this guy that knows a lot about mortgages and insurance. I don't really want to, to deal with that. So I think giving the um, the personal side of things, I'm not saying don't wear a suit, of course, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can still be professional. But I think just giving that personal touch, and that's what I do on the comments. I reply and maybe do some laughing emojis. It doesn't need to be professional because, they know you're professional already. They know what you do. Um, I have a professional profile picture. You know, that's that's all there. My posts are professional. So just take a wee step back a bit and be yourself. Be a person, yeah. Be a person. Yeah. And that's, it's very hard um, when you talk about social media because there's all this big hype about outsourcing. So what I'll do with my clients is they'll come to me and we'll create them three branded social media posts per week that – the majority of them talk about business. So it's making sure that they're professional, they look sharp, they're really nice online. But my point is always to say, in between those three posts, upload the photo of the dog, upload a photo of you, I don't know, going for a walk in the park, upload the photo of a local restaurant that you love. Show them that you are a human being because nobody likes a faceless business. They want exactly. to see who is behind behind the screen. Now, you're able to do it because you 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 push yourself as your as your name. But there might be some companies that are a faceless brand because they're. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's five brokers there, but it doesn't mean that you still can't add personality. And a great way to add personality is, like you said, to respond to comments as a person because Definitely. social media social media management it's very hard for someone to come to me and say manage my social media channel yes i can't i can't manage your personality it's impossible because you might be very different to me i like terrible dad jokes you might not do you know what i mean so yeah. that's where you need to be yourself on social media because you're genuine then of course no 100% and i think as well for a while there i was kind of studying the the algorithm of of Instagram and we know that changes I suppose you would know more than me but that changes pretty much all the time yeah so you know even by by even just uh, responding to stories or you know responding to the DMs we all know well for example you would know more like I said Chris but that there then starts showing your uh, specific story to more people Mm-hmm. And especially to the people that have engaged in 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 what you've and what you've posted, so even that's fantastic because that's getting my face right to the top of their story feed, and 
you know, potentially yeah. then uh, that client messaging me later down the line about business. This know. is a bit of a funny story. A, year, a few years ago, I, I this was on my personal Instagram, I'd uploaded a photo of a golf course, I think it was. Um, and I'd, I had a little bit of a golf business and I'd, I'd promoted it on this page and I'd, I'd used a few hashtags like golf and things like that. And it got shown on the old Instagram discover page, which is still there, yes. but it's not called discover and seal the artist saw my Instagram story really? just from me uploading something because it got featured on the page was watched by a few people got pushed out to more. Now this was the old Instagram when reach was a lot easier to get. Yes, it just yes. shows me uploading a photo of a golf course has reached somebody of that level. I didn't get a message, but you know, it just shows you how much it can reach people. So what I say to people is what you might find the mundane in your daily duties, people might find really interesting. Of course. And that's what you do, don't you? You upload content that you might not think would be an engaging post, but it actually is. No, a hundred percent, and it's it's always the ones that you least expect as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's always the ones that you think, oh, this isn't this isn't going to be so good at all. I don't think anybody will be interested in this. Um, and like that one, like I said, I, I'm not a big um person in terms of kind of posting achievements. Um, that's yeah. just me. That's just who I am. I don't really post it, but I just thought, you know what? I'll tell people, I'll let them know because at the end of the day, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. So. That specific post in relation to the certificate just skyrocketed in terms of in terms of engagement. So, and that's one I didn't think would make you know wouldn't yeah. do so well. Oh, so, good. yeah, it's always the ones that surprise you. But yeah, like you said, it, it's going down the personal route. And in fact, I know brokers and advisors that 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 obviously use. We're not talking about all the the brokers that um, are faceless brands, should we say? But I know specific advisors like myself that literally only discuss their personal life. So they don't even post anything on the feed about family, or sorry, about um, insurance or business. And it's all family, it's photos of their kids, it's what they've done for the day, Mm -hmm. it's where they went over the weekend. And for me personally, I kind of like a bit of a mix, but for for them that works and it gets them clients. So I suppose really it's just trial and error in terms of, what works best making sure you're genuine a great book and i'm glad you spoke about the personal and the business a great book to read jab 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 right hook by gary v and what he talks about for anybody listening as well you jab 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 so your jab 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 is all about your personal content it's softening people up but your right hook is asking for business it's like you say you uploaded the mortgage your right hook is look i do mortgages there's I think and it's very British mindset, I think, that we are so scared of asking for the business. But yeah, a podcast um I did with Brad Rathbone on here, he spoke about when he was looking for leads, he just put on Facebook, this is what I do, let me try and help, and got loads of leads from it because he had the he had the gusto to go out there and go, This is what I do. Does anybody yes. want to give me business? And I think as British people, we we don't do that as much, do we? No, we're, we're definitely, we are definitely, I suppose, more afraid. Um, yeah. You know, if, if you watch the likes of uh, Grant Cardone, I suppose Gary V, but more so Grant it's Cardone, um, he picks up the phone and, it, you know, it's that cold calling aspect and he, he just doesn't care. You know, he'll yeah. ring anybody any time of the day and he, he'll just go for the sale. Um, <laughs> in fact, in fact, some of the clients turn around and say, you know, um, they don't even say yes. He just says, how are you paying? Visa, debit or MasterCard? You know, oh, um, it's, it's just, yeah, cheeky. So I suppose, yeah, I think from 
from a British perspective, you we all know we couldn't get away with that here anyway. But there is that there is that difference. Um, but yeah, I think you shouldn't just... be you shouldn't be afraid to ask for business on social media. Exactly. We can do all the soft stuff, the personal stuff, the behind the scenes. But we're essentially there to make business. So ask for that business if you can. Not exactly. over the top there. Social media, we've ticked that off. There's been some great bits in there. Responding to comments. Don't be rude to your clients by not responding to those comments. Behind the scenes, Instagram stories, try and create that engaging content, but ask for the business as well. This is where we move on to the strategy part of the podcast. And I ask everybody this. So we're going to pretend that you've moved to the north of Scotland. I always say the north of Scotland because my mum's Scottish, so I always have this affinity to Scotland. It could be down call, wherever you want to be. You've got a laptop, a mobile phone, and an internet connection. What would you do to start generating leads, Lee? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, for me anyway, I don't really think anything would change because that's really all I use. Um, I've got my phone. I've got my, my Mac in the, in the house, my MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. Internet, internet connection, I think, especially now after um, COVID, definitely more so after that, the majority, at least 98, 99% of my clients have been on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that has changed a lot as well for us. Of course, it's more convenient, I think, for everybody. And um, I think it's, it, it's, it's definitely helped for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's more convenient for clients maybe in, in the evening as opposed to traveling to an office to see us. And we're a bit more flexible that way as well. But yeah, to answer the question, I, I don't think anything would change for the simple reason that, you know, a lot of my, my client bank has came from, from Instagram and online. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's just, as long as you're building relationships, I don't think you could you can go wrong at all. Keep doing what you're doing. Instagram, just, connect with local people, it. respond to comments, engage. Just constantly. Yeah. How, how often... I like to ask this question with people that are successful on social media. How long do you spend on social every day? That's a good question because I've never, uh, I've never took counts, so maybe maybe too long. But <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think it, of course it depends on how busy I am. But yeah. if I'll always try and make time in the evenings at least, so maybe before dinner time, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe five six o'clock. Again, I've looked up my my insights on Instagram to kind of see. The best times to post and, and the best yeah. the best days. I definitely won't post on Saturday, but for me, yeah. based on my on my followers, nobody's on on Saturday, believe it or not. Exactly. Now that could be different for somebody in a different industry. I don't yeah. know, but you know, for me, nobody's on Saturday, and you'll maybe only get them Sunday evening before mm-hmm. work. You know, before work the next day, they want to kind of unwind. So, yeah, I think you know from. Uh, uh, in terms of Instagram, it's you using that and, and just using that facility of being able to build the relationships mm-hmm. and going online. It's uh, I know I'm kind of repeating a, a point that I made, but I think that's the big point here is if you don't build the relationships with them, mm-hmm. then you're not you're not going to do business. It's, it's exactly what I said at the beginning of the podcast. Lee is a person who doesn't just upload a post and run. Doesn't drop yeah. a bomb and go, look at how good I am, bang. I'll see you in a week on a post again. That's You'll it. be on there like an hour every evening responding to comments. And I just want people to realize that it's, it, it is, social media has made it a 24-hour business where you are sat on your sofa. It, it will take a couple of hours a day to respond to comments. Now, if you don't like social media, that's absolutely fine. But you're not going to get the results because that's where a lot of the, a lot of the leads are coming from now. 
or through yeah. through the website. Your website will do a job, of course it will. But if you really want to take that business to the next level, in my eyes, you need to be the person engaging with people on, on social media. Certainly. Awesome. Right, Matt, well, thank you so much for coming on, giving loads no of information there for people. And go and action them. Go and go and connect with Lee, uh, Lee Fitzpatrick. Go and have a look at him. Have a look at what he's posting. And do exactly that. Document your day. Show behind the scenes. But I think from this, what you've said is yet talk about the business that you can offer and, and how you can help people. So exactly. as a thank you, Lee, I'd like to donate £10 to a charity of your choice. Which charity did you want to make the donation to? Yes, thanks very much, Chris. Yeah, I'd, I'd love the, the donation to go to, it's, so it's Northern Ireland's Children's Hospice. So they're actually, um, they're a local charity here. In fact, they're in the same town that I live, but uh, they specialise in, in providing you know, help and support to symptom management as well for, um, you know, end of life care and things okay. like that to infants, children, young people. So really, really good charity. Um, and yeah, thanks very much for that. Great. I'll donate that for you. But Lee, thank you so much for coming on. Um, there's loads in there that people can pick. You might want to go and rewind this whole podcast and go and listen to exactly how Lee does it. But Lee's getting the majority of his, of his leads through Instagram and their insurance leads. But just remember, it doesn't go over the hard sell with insurance. It's all about nurturing and building those relationships with people. Am I right in saying that, Lee? Of course, 100%. And I think that, you know, Chris, just to end on this point as well, it, w it will take time. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm still not all there yet, should I say. Mm -hmm. But that was 12 months, I think, maybe of me just constantly posting, getting no return yeah. on anything. And it's because people are just getting to know you. And that's all, that's all it was. They just didn't know me yet. You know, so set yourself the goal of 12 months and you'll start to I, see that traction. I, I think at least, yeah, definitely. Great. Lee, thank you again. Thanks very much for but, coming on. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Much appreciated. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Lee. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.